Welcome to the Overford podcast. In this episode, Guy and Jason talk us through the importance of records, what needs to be included and how to present them. What would you say a good record looks like? Nice contemporaneous handwritten document. And what I did that day. Handwritten? Yeah. Well, you're in dark ages. Right. Is, that, is that quill? A nice quill and ink. carbon copy. <laughs> pink copies, your green copies, your red, your blue copies. They're, they were great. They worked. That was back in the day, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. But they worked and I used to have to file them. QS always got the black copy, the yellow one, which was really faint. You never send originals to, yeah. to the other side. Like they always they got the... Really it's like it's been run through a fax machine four times. Yeah. So no, that records. It's for photographs, for example. It's doing a, the same. Say you're doing a record photos of progress. It's doing the same photos every week in the same place, marking up a little drawing in your wall, and you go around numbering one to fifty, whatever it needs to be, and then you go and do that in the same sequence, so you can easily track it through. That is a really good art. For, so it's like consistency then? Yeah, it's, it's, it's consistency and date stamped. It's easy just to have a little 15, 20 quid digital camera yeah. with an SD card what you upload to your SharePoint when you say that. Consistency though, it's like keys and set. Oh, yeah. So you can show the changes. I know there's a site I've been working on and they use um, drone oh, yeah. footage instead of set the drone up. So it's the, the coordinates, path. it goes at the same coordinates yeah. every time. That's um, interesting. I've seen it where they've done the time lapse on the side of the an opposite building, so it's yeah, all recording. Yeah. Right, yeah. It takes a picture at the same time every day. Oh, um, so yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. We did that ten years ago in London. Yeah. We were putting time lapses on, actually, just yeah, cameras on other buildings, looking at yeah. that particular build. But paper records and daily records. What should the site be keeping? Progress daily record. Well, I think they're usually difficult to read. I found uh, ineligible. I don't think you can go wrong with site diary. This is what we've done today. These are the yeah. I've had 15 dry liners. It was fine. No, not Absolute quite. basics, Where, you know, but this is the weather. Yeah, weather. It's <laughs> been seven, seven degrees and it rains. Yeah. Or, or we've had a foot of snow and it's middle of July. That'd be a nice record. Bullet points would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? You know, this is what's supposed to be happening today. Yeah, planned This natural. is what's actually happened. That'd be nice, but no one does that planned in actual. No, it'd be good housekeeping anyway, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be good. For the projects. So if, you, if your project manager gives to site team, like, this is what we plan to do. This yeah. Week. So it gives them a way they can run their diaries. We should be doing X, Y, and Z. And then if if you, any delays you've encountered, so we couldn't go and do the M&E to room 64 because mm. the first fixed dry lining was done. Well, yeah. Whatever it, whatever it could be. That would be a nice record, which would help the main contractor against the dry liner if it came to it. Or if it was a water ingress or whatever. Many ways to record these things rather than just saying, oh, doing it at a weekly progress meeting. It's nice to have it recorded. It's difficult with sort of progress meeting minutes and contractors' reports They're because they stuff. tend to be produced with rose tinted glasses, don't they? Yeah, if someone minuted or recorded their daily huddles they had, that would be interesting. But then that it's a lot of admin. Probably comes down to time as well. Yeah. You know, time, resource, site managers, project managers, you know, get really busy, don't they? Yeah, they've got half an hour on the morning. They're running around like headless chicken. Looking after safety as well. Right? Got so many moving parts on a project. You sit down and have to write bullet point what you're doing. Do you record it? Or does, you know, see some of the larger sites I've seen, now, these are the activities today, you know, the light bulbs. Does, is it worth just someone taking a picture of that every morning? Some of the projects now have little iPads and have iPads or PDAs, then you can log your progress as you go. 
Yeah, well, the logo oh, is a, most of the larger projects use an online system, don't they? so they can see the drawings electronically. There's four projects or whatever. I've seen it on tablets where they've even had these massive tablets, like a screen, like a A3 yeah, tablet. Yeah. Quite cool. Yeah, because the amount of times you go around sites and subcontractors have got out of date drawing. Mm-hmm. Revision T1, and it's uh, we're on C12. Yeah. Oh, right, really? Oh, I'm on tender revision. What? <laughs> Hang on. That's. <laughs> Project changes a bit. According to one of Gantt chart programs, has been month, you know, like a little drop line program. Yeah, there's usually. They're helpful. But yeah, helpful. contractors and subcontractors don't tend to like to update the programs, do they? No. Interestingly, I was on a site and we must have been on double figure revisions of programs. And site manager still had the original program on his wall. <laughs> like, how can you manage a project on yeah. that? No, such an outdated program. Another one I've found helpful is for M&E, for example, you've got your signed off certificates and yeah. your asserts. So every month for their valuation, they used to have to have a QA process. So mm-hmm. how they manage payment to the subbies, but they used to say, right, if you want this handed over, you need to get this QA form. But it not only helped them with payment, but it helped them demonstrate subcontractors' progress as well. So it was a, quite right, yeah. a QA system. And it, it wasn't great for the subbies because they couldn't get paid until the QA bulb had been done for that element of work, which sometimes it couldn't be done in time for the evaluate application, but it worked quite mm. well as a record key. Was that a condition precedent then yeah. under contracts? Yeah, yeah, it was. It stopped payment? Yeah, it did. It yeah, stopped yeah. payment more than anything. And um, no. you had no QA, yeah. no, no sign-off QA, but because you have to value to the end of the month. Forecasting, so you had a week's forecasting. Yeah. So that last worth of week's worth of work, you never got paid for mm. because you didn't have a QA document. Wouldn't there be a problem with those QA documents? though? say contractor or whatever says, "I've done this work. Can you sign it off?" Then you need to get somebody to sign that, and if they're not available, to oh, sign yeah. that piece of paper. Then what? What do you do? You've got to. You've just got to submit it. I think, I think we're a nightmare for these subbies. Because they'll have to go and look at the work, won't they, and say, yeah, it's done. Yeah. With that. Well, they used to send pictures in just to back it up as well. <laughs> that's not the project. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know that's the project? Exactly. So, you know, it is, but that was a good way of recording, I found, just keeping, but it was just having in heaven again. But it is, yeah. it's all about making sure you've got enough resource in your bid, I think, to, re- to do this record keep. Well, yeah. Any, any season worse. Yeah, and you know you say about the, the camera, the old school camera mm. on site, obviously not the one with, um, you know, you take the reel to Fujifilm oh, to yeah. develop. No, or like a 10-year-old digital camera, that's why. Yeah, I was, no, so. digital, well, yeah, yeah, digital camera. Point and click special, you don't need to have old fancy. You probably have designated areas where you take photographs. Yeah. Because a lot of the time you see photographs, like, they're quite zoomed in, yeah. showing isolated elements of work. Yeah, and you don't know where it you, is. You want an appreciation of the whole space, don't you? So yeah, so when someone's going round, if they, when, the, when they're going round, this is what I do, I do is take a picture of the door number. Mm. So before then, before I know I'm taking this stuff in that flat, yeah. so I can easily track it back. You won't believe how many times I've got a picture of a plug socket. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where's that then? <laughs> it looks like the 300. It's a plug socket. It's, it's not wide in, it's in my way. Like, where is it? Yeah, but that sort yeah. of thing you could get presented within a claim. Yeah, you do. You're like, well, what do you want, to do, what do, you want me to do with that? Yeah. There's 10,000 plug sockets. That's a nice socket. Why is that in your way? Yeah. Like, I can see you've put the right socket in, but I don't know how many of them you've put in. I don't know where it is. Could be anywhere. I know. And we've yeah. got to spin that into a claim. Yeah, because then you'd probably have to 
backtrack then and say, well, that socket's this room, put mm. it on a, mark it on a photograph, mm. a drawing. So we've got to demonstrate, we've got to work that. And if they've got a marked up drawing and it's a, a photograph, we've accompanied by a drawing, which is what you ideally want, mm. photo, something what's in wrong, all in a nice folder, variation, so yeah. 74. I still think the best way to get photographic records, make an allowance for a photographer in yeah. your prelims. You know, the professional. Yeah, Shep's Shep's Um, having internals, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It takes the responsibility away from the project team who are trying to get the job done. They can take problems with photos of issues, what's going on. Yeah, because they can check in with project managers. Anything in particular you want me to take photographs of today? You used to say, well, that renders miles behind you. Yeah, yeah. Take a picture of where they're at now. Record them, timestamp, put them in a nice document. Perfect. Yeah. I was speaking to one of the the projects we're on EA on at the moment. They use this app now, which... Record, you just take pictures and it creates like a little document portfolio thing. It logs it, right. geo tags it, which is it's quite clever, but it's like the next step, yeah. I think, from and you can put notes against progress. Is there a problem though with using these things? Do you need like training? I'd suggest you do, and, it, and there were a fee, monthly fee with it as well, for like yeah. 10 or a month for a user. But uh, I think <clears> these things work if. Like say everyone's trained up and it's actually showing what you want. Because you have to be trained up to use it properly as well, yeah. wouldn't you? the report yeah. I've seen. Not just like, here you go, this is how you can you use that to record progress and then like, well, don't know how to use it. Yeah. Well, there's instructions online. Not helpful. So records can still be rubbish, <laughs> can not they? Yeah, well, I've seen some reports in shocking past, but some of, you know, you used to get some good ones. What can you report on? It's just getting as much as you can without being, we can have too many records and they conflict with each other. I've had yeah. that before. Because one person's doing one thing and another's doing another. Record in the same team, but they record different results. I mean, mm. they don't tie in. When you present that in a claim, it's kind of scuppered your arguments then. What's wrong? Well, I think the records, obviously, there's a variety of ways of doing records, but mm. you want contemporaneous information. Daily diary is brilliant if it's legible. Labour allocations, if you've got um, all of your own labour as well. Yeah. That's a good one. Labour allocation. Get... Well, labour allocation for subbies as well, though. Yeah. If you're, if you're a contractor. If you're a main contractor and not, and you've got like a labourer or mm. a joiner on hand fixing other people's work. You need to yeah. record what they're doing because you don't want to claim yeah. that because as a main contractor, you shouldn't be employing, traditionally anyway, your own labour. You know, if you're subbing out everything, why have you got a joiner? What's he doing? He's obviously doing someone else's work, he's priced for it. So you look, but number of times we just get an invoice of had a joiner doing. What's he doing? Where's his sheet? They're racking up a fee. Yeah. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got, like, well, I'm paying £37 an hour or whatever for this superstar joiner. Well, that's nice. But what's he doing? No, he doesn't. He, he, I need to know what he's what he's actually done, so we can allocate that to a claim for you. Not just oh, I've spent about two hundred join me to supplement the labour. We could be doing all. It's almost working back then, isn't it? Isn't it? So get the site team tuned into you know what happens in the doomsday scenario. Let's work back from there and make sure that we have these particular records available. We need it's, to know that everyone, everyone who's mm-hmm. directly employed. Other than your site managers, is doing that there. Managers managing the site. Unless they're actually doing something, say we had a leak and being involved in repairing that leak a few hours a day, you record that time. So it's just making sure everything's like, well, recorded. <laughs> <laughs> recorded in a yeah. timely, timely manner. I've not gone back over months later. I've seen that before. Where That's it. Memories fade, don't they? Yeah. Which is what's come out of you know, witness statements. Your witness statements should only be recalling what happened, not creating a new. Argument. version of what happened yeah which means months years later 12 months worth of aggro I suppose a lot of these um, claims come down to factual you know facts are difficult to argue aren't they you know people try and spin them but ultimately and if you've got facts which is a nice photograph showing a big hole in a wall where you're supposed to 
pet. <laughs> what can you? You can't argue with that, can you? Um, well, you have to quote the reason why you can't. can't. You can't paint it. Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to have a telly on this wall, but there's no wall here. So that, you know, that's the issue. That's it's irrefutable. Then it was adjudicated. You'd say, yeah, clearly. Well, interesting. I had that in a um, dispute where parts of a building. One argument from the claimant was it's hun- you know it's hundred percent first fixed. The photographs tell a completely different story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's hard to define what, what if that's hundred percent first fixed. Yeah. The only thing is with the photographs, they were quite specific in terms of areas. It was it's not like the wide angle view. So they might have had a bit of conduit, a plug socket. Yeah. So so you you then had to paint a picture of like. This is generally what the, the progress of the works looks like mm. rather than, you know, each identified area that you could locate back to a, a drawing. Yeah, and so if you can't go and do a site visit to verify that, you've got to record yeah, like eight months ago. Yeah, we were. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the building was built. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so usually the, the claim comes <laughs> after. the line, yeah. yeah. So you can't go back and look at it. Yeah. When, That's where your records really do. There's weather records as well. That's another thing. NEC makes you use a certain weather station. Get handy to make sure you've got an allowance for recording that. Well, that's where the 10-year records come in. There's a few firms who do it. They're quite helpful, the reports you get from them. Yeah. I've, I've used them a few times just to demonstrate either, no, there's no way, it's not exceptionally inclement. It's, mm. It does snow in December. Or, yeah. You know, generally in the UK. If it snows in April on that day, it's very rare, you know, you get yeah, yeah. so that's... You know, yeah, but don't you get the counter-argument from whoever, and they're, they're like, well, you know, we always build like this, we, we didn't anticipate there'd be snowing in December. Well, um, you. My programme <laughs> just is what it is, yeah, well, so you, I want more time. It's tough, it's tough. Yeah. It's, you should have allowed something, you know, it's going to snow in, in December. But you know, we've, we've got strange climate at the moment. Oh yeah, oh. exceptional. Right? Yeah. No snow in the, in the Alps and stuff. Thank you for listening to the Overford podcast. If you would like any more information on our services, head over to overford.com. We look forward to seeing you soon.